Hey friends, welcome to the Next Step Leadership Podcast, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. I'm Tracy Reynolds, and my partner for the Next Step Journey is Chris Maxwell. Together we hope to inspire, assist, and create the confidence you need to take your next step in your personal growth, spiritual growth, vocation, or even your calling. Thanks for joining us. Well, come on, let's dive into this week's episode of Next Step Leadership. Welcome again to Next Step Leadership Podcast. Chris Maxwell here with Tracy Reynolds. And Tracy, um, wow, our last episode uh, was heavy and deep, uh, but it's it's also inviting and welcoming us to a holier place of Mm -hmm. worship. What what were your thoughts, Tracy? Well, Chris, I I can hardly wait to rejoin this conversation with John because (laughs) I, I sensed the presence of the Lord from the first downbeat. Uh, mm. of just God challenging Thank us, and I think this is important. So uh, we have had Jean Shabaglian with us on our, our former podcast, and I want to jump right back in because we're at a place where uh, God is not just trying to have uh, honest, authentic worship leaders, but to raise up a whole new generation of such. And yes. I want to hear that segue from from that uh, in the past to to what we're going to do in the future. So, uh, John Shabaglin, welcome back to Next Step Leadership. Chris and Tracy, thank you again. So great to be with you guys, and it's just sweet to process these really important things. We have such an emphasis on leadership. I mean, there's a bajillion books written on leadership. One of the things I actually told our psalmist uh, from Psalmist Mission recently um, I'm noticing um, something that I don't uh, that seems to be so obvious, like a pink elephant. I see tons of leadership books and seminars. I don't see any followers conferences. Mm, right. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that he said, come follow, follow me. me. And our job was to be a disciple mm. and to make more disciples. Come and on. so what's ironic, even though we all three are leaders and we have the influence and the, the honor of mm-hmm. getting out and, and influencing, the downside is if we're influencing without being followers mm. – we're going to be passing on influence with gangrene. Oh. And then we just keep on. And we just keep calling it leadership. And maybe we need better principles because, man, somehow I lost two of my marriages, but mm. I'm still an amazing leader. And obviously we can have gifting you know, and still have sins because I'm the first guy in that problem. But, <laughs> but somehow how, how, we, um, how we process that well, God called – Jesus called followers mm. – and then he makes them leaders. Amen. My little princess symphony, um, I, I often uh, remind her, I say, hey, princess, remember, the best leaders are the ones who learn how to follow. Mm. Mm. That's so and, and she's got a lot of strength inside of her. So I keep reminding her, hey, the best leaders are the ones who learn how to follow. And I remember one day, she, um, she's a little artisan, and, and she uh, drew on this little, I don't know, it was almost like a straw, like mm-hmm. curled up or a little piece of fabric, and, and, and sewed it up, and, and she put it on my desk and didn't say anything, and she wrote down, the best leaders are the ones who learn how oh, to follow. I love it. And I just thought, oh, Jesus, thank you. <laughs> but because the, um, those who follow the king will be entrusted to lead. Mm. And any other pattern is literally not safe. Mm. It's not safe for culture. And by the way, it's financially very problematic. Mm. It will cost you massive 
if you don't tend to the inside. If your leader is so mm-hmm. gifted, but they have all kinds of morality issues right. from embezzling to, to everything else, that's going to cost you even if you are a narcissist, mm-hmm. much less if you realize we actually will be standing before God in a little bit and have to give an account. Mm-hmm. You know, Even a huge thing state, statement it is to the non-believing world, to, to leaders who are ethical, they actually value people. One of the songs we did on the last record on Bow Everything is um, called River Not a Pond. And I actually carried this song for 10 years before Jesus let me release it, which is a long time to incubate. And and the idea was that a a river, everything a river gets, it gives away. And the environment of a river is always life-giving. Versus a pond, everything a pond gets, it just hoards for itself. It only takes, it doesn't give. There is no... There is no outlet. And because of that, it's it's an ugly environment. Mm. And a lot of people, I notice, live like stinky ponds. <laughs> and we just kind of hide it with, uh, you know, cologne and um, sweet clothes and a cool hat. The problem is that you can't actually get rid of the stench of being a person mm. who takes from everybody around them rather than gives and reflects the heart of the Father. Mm. And the amazing thing of God's generosity, when you live like he did, because he... While we were still sinners, Christ died for us, mm-hmm. right? He didn't right. wait for us to be deserving. But then we are, we are following like our Father who is generous and caring. And then when we do that, when we give the water we were given, oh, look, you look up the mountain. Here comes new snow melt mm-hmm. that skipped all other people that came right into me because I had given the last batch away. So good. And so the song says, Lord, let me be a river, river, not a pond. You know. And... Yeah. Uh, while I was listening to that song last night, actually, that is my favorite. I ha- I've listened to the wow. entire. That was the one, and and it was wow. kind of funny. I was imagining why you wrote the song, and I got it right. Wow. Yes, I got it right. <laughs> oh my gosh, how awesome! <laughs> so, John, you were leading worship uh, back in the day, and you, you said something when we spoke last. You said that you looked on the horizon for some mentors some people who were, mm-hmm. were blazing the trail to pour into you. And you basically yeah. said all you could see was carnage. You couldn't find people to do that. Yeah. Somewhere yeah. in that lack, God began to speak to you about becoming, uh, stepping into that void and becoming both a follower and a leader for these psalmists on mission. Tell yeah. us about that. Yeah, it's really special. And I want to, I have a lot to share about what God's done with Psalmist Mission. And you can check it out, psalmistmission.org. Okay. It's honestly been shocking to see what the Lord has done in five years. The Psalmist family's grown to about 90 across California. Mm. Um, they're leading in more churches than I can even count, from Koreans to African Americans to Latinos to Hmong to Hispanic. It's like a giant, like a little pre heaven party. Mm. I, I, to me, it's like, it might, it's like a giant bag of Skittles <laughs> with people trained in, in pro music training and spiritual formation and on mission for God. And it's, I'm, I'm maybe a little biased, but uh, it's been mm. precious. Um, uh, but, um, I, but I want to say out of what you said about being, um, I did feel, I looked for psalmist fathers forever. I wouldn't have used that word psalmist. I honestly didn't even use that till about five years ago, till God kind of gave me the concept of psalmist mission. But it was like it crystallized what I didn't understand I was carrying for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And it became uh, a, a mantle. And to be honest, to God's glory, now it is, I, um, it's like becoming less about johnshabaglian.com and more about the mantle to be transferable, mm. saltmission.org. 
because then that puts me more in the appropriate posture and more about making sure that Joshua has a baton so I can die with a smile on my face. And there's an army of other gifted artisans who fear God, got the scripture in their heart and have compassion for their hurting world. That's what a psalmist on mission does. That leads worship in the sacred place for the saints with the church that pastors are looking for everywhere. But it also has the authority to go into the darkest of holes with music and bring his heart and shalom to those people who don't know him. And so that has been um, what crystallized after 20 years of in, like, like scripture in the curriculum. But he, God absolutely used that big vacuum in me. So I, before I tell about that story, I want to quickly encourage the listeners. If you've been given a, a really tough spot. I want to encourage you that greater is he that lives inside of you than he that's in the world. Do not say I didn't have a mom or a dad or I have I don't have enough money. I don't have this opportunity. I don't have this. God's capacity to look throughout the earth and strengthen those hearts that are set on him is beyond your wildest comprehension. And what I'm about to share is remarkable, but it has less to do with John Shabaglian and more about God's covenant that he will do with some, some people who are willing to look up to him and say, you can have my life if, and we can walk if we get to walk together. Amen. And so I just want to encourage you because it's easy to say, well, I, if I would have had this opportunity, then I could have done that. I'm here to say that... Um, I looked around for psalmist fathers everywhere. I've toured and, and played in almost every continent. I've recorded in some of the greatest studios in Nashville and in and, um, and L.A. Uh, I have a music degree. Um, I've been in worship ministry for a lot of years, and I looked for psalmist fathers everywhere. And what I mean by that, like, like I said, where is a 50-year-old artist who's an amazing songwriter, singer, composer, arranger, producer, fears the Lord, knows the scriptures, and still has the same wife? Yeah. Mm. Where are and I looked for them everywhere. And I found a couple now, but but it took me a bunch of decades. And wow. so the Lord actually took the the whole, that, oh, Father, please, that fathering role, by the way, is really what it is. Mm-hmm. And it and I gave me this, made me kind of this strange individual in, the, in my late teens, early 20s, 30s, and now early 40s to want to think about raising up the future way before I was on my deathbed mm-hmm. and about to die. Um, it, I had this burden to, to, to leave a legacy way before most people normally did because I did, I had that hole. And, um, and yet the father used that to birth something that is really, um, I'm, if I had nothing to do with Psalmist mission, I would say this is unbelievable. Mm. Um, and, and, um, and so that, that I feel humbled to have been a part of it, but, um, basically we started to work. I had these kingdom philanthropists come pull me aside and say, man, you have to create some infrastructure around your life. And I'm like, you got the wrong guy. Uh, you know, who am I? Right. Moses is like, use Aaron, not me. Right. <laughs> and so they call me the next month, like, Hey man, have you prayed about this? And I'm like, uh, not really. I, you know, <laughs> before I knew it, it is laid in my lap and I was about to release a record called unshakable kingdom. And I, at that big concert at the Wilson theater, we launched this vision. Like we may also Start training up more. Hmm. Hmm. Just an idea. Well, five years later, the psalmist family has grown to, like I said, almost 90. We do a nine-month worship cohort where we train in two main things, pro music training with production and then spiritual formation and character so that we could be trustworthy psalmists Hmm. who are mission for God. Psalmistmission.org. And so that... um, I have seen his grace in such remarkable ways. Um... During the racial riots of 2020, 
Um, I, the Lord gave us a song called Shalom that I wrote with Aaron Schust and Sam Hart and some amazing um, other artists. And then we stood together in solidarity with gospel ensembles and some of our psalmists. And we tracked the music video and declared Shalom over each other. Mm. The, the, God sent me three Ukrainians the year before Putin invaded. Mm. And, and that we walked together and, and one of them, um, after we discipled and mentored and graduated him and laid hands on him at his graduation, a couple months later, his Ukrainian, Russian Ukrainian church laid hands and commissioned him as their worship pastor. Wow. And a month and a half later, Putin invaded Ukraine. Mm. And these precious Timothys that we were walking with um, were all in incredible pain. Mm. And they had family in Kiev at the same time. Wow. And so we stood together in the community. I had a Korean pastor call me and say, John, we got to do prayer and worship vigils in the community for Ukraine. Uh, can you assemble worship? And I thought, oh my gosh, Jesus, you literally just mm. sent me three Ukrainian disciples all last year. You can't make That's that right. stuff happen. Mm -hmm. But the Father is like bracing for impact. He's giving us tools before we know sorrows mm -hmm. on the line. He's giving us virtue and formation so that we'll have strength and not just be a private who doesn't have his shoelaces tied, mm -hmm. but we have, uh, we're generals and authority who have our, sword, our weapons in the right position, our breastplates of righteousness and shield of faith in position so that we can not only stand alive in the earthquakes or the shaking or sorrow, but we can actually serve our culture. But as you know, like we said, you know, God is a crock pot cooker. He cooks a lot slower than we typically mm -hmm. like. And, and, you know, we're like my way right away at Burger King now. <laughs> and we ain't got time for sanctification. We ain't got time to become God's man. But if you look at the people that changed the earth mm -hmm. in the scriptures, every one of them got abandoned or thrown into a cave for a long time and almost died you know, David or, or, or Joseph or Moses, pick your guy. Where did those guys come from? And you mm -hmm. study that for That's a lot of what we're doing with mm -hmm. Psalmist Mission. And my hope is to continue to lead as a, as a, as a worship, a, 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 like a music minister, a music missionary, mm -hmm. and raise up an army of other psalmists so, before I'm dead so I can die with a smile on my face and say, go get him, Joshua. <laughs> Make way sweeter tracks in me make serve more outreaches than me go bring your guitar under a bridge and play for homeless people and do it as a family mm -hmm. of faith because you're stronger together than you are by yourself and go push back darkness hope you guys go way farther than me start 29 other psalmist worship cohorts and and propagate the kingdom of god if jesus doesn't come back till Amen. then and see you in heaven boy john that is so good what what about uh, those who are listening in the last part of this conversation um young pastors who are starting a church or older mm. pastors who are bivocational or the college students that are learning to just kind of get direction from God and learning how to lead worship. Just give us some good suggestions and guidelines Man. on kind of the what next. What do we do after hearing what you've said to us? That is such a significant question. I wish we could take so much time. One of our nine pillars I actually teach on is called leading under authority. Mm -hmm. The psalmist role is to support the anointed leader. And that partnership is sacred. And I tell you, the enemy constantly tries to divide it and make them think who's more important right. and who's cool. The reality, God has an appropriate order. And when you submit to his order, he will establish. And if it's his will, it could be for generations. Mm -hmm. And so that is that role. I will tell you that the pastor office is different than the psalmist office. And heads up, you guys won't understand each other. <laughs> but if you if you realize that God uniquely made one who paints and sees in rainbows mm -hmm. and the other who looks in legit uh, logistic admin infrastructure and leadership uh, black and white, 
you can actually respect the beauty of how God made his physical son's body down here and not um, and know that the enemy wants to divide it. But your grace to empower each other, it could be remarkable. If the pastor comes alongside and uh, um, looks to cultivate the flower, the flower will be a gift to the pastor and the leadership. So that's what I would I would say. And I would say pastor and prayer warrior. Pastor, you cannot do it without two things primarily. Uh, uh, the intercessor, which we have not even talked about, which is usually overlooked. And it's the people who actually address the air game, even in their environment. Um, but then it's the psalmist, the worshiper. Go check Second Chronicles 20. They, God sent out, uh, King Jehoshaphat sent out the psalmist in front. They sang and worshiped the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. They lifted a frightening people who were terrified because of whether the armies were coming or in our world, economic disaster or all kinds of COVID and whatever. The psalmist's role is to lift the hearts of mm. the uh, shaking sheep and remember God is everything mm. he says he is. And he just instead of saying God's faithful, we say, God is faithful. Mm. And all of a sudden, the human heart goes from terror to faith. And when that happens, God routes our enemies. And it took four days to carry off all the plunder after that. And it was actually a formula happening in Second Chronicles 20, where God demonstrates his faithfulness when we lift our vision to trusting him. And so that role is so significant. And now I want to encourage uh, again, psalmist mission, we don't have the corner market on discipling psalmists. I had a national leader look at me like, man, it's so crazy. You disciple psalmists for God. And I'm like, well, what do you think Matthew 28 said we're supposed yeah. to do? I thought it was really clear. We'll make disciples right after you floated away, you know, and he, and he promised, surely I'll be with you always, you know, but. I would encourage you if psalmist mission it, it's it's if it can come be a, a gift to your region uh, email us at info at psalmist mission we'd love to pray mm-hmm. in you with that um, it's not proprietary mm-hmm. but but it does take psalmist fathers and mothers in a region who have a vision to make sure they're securing Joshua role and not just inwardly focusing on being the anointed Moses mm-hmm. till I die. Right. And so that I would encourage you if you're a kingdom business person and we're like, man, I don't do artistry, but I but I can see how God could use that in the vehicle. We're trusting God for that to continue to have the grace to serve. I didn't create Psalmist Mission to be a big old financial empire. I just knew that we needed a hurting world, needed more trustworthy psalmists. Um, But so in those kind of realms, I can see how this could continue to be uh, to serve. And I would. I have leaders in other regions and other countries now asking me if Psalmist Mission can come to their region. And honestly, I'm praying now for the Lord to send me other trustworthy psalmists and mothers, fathers and mothers who God has been cooking in caves for a long time. They're, they're very gifted, but they don't think they're unbelievable. They know the sun is more unbelievable and they feel an appropriate burden to get the mantle to Joshua before they die. Those are the people now I'm looking for that I keep running into to cast vision and how they can bring shalom to their region. And maybe Psalmist Mission could help. So. Wow. Amen. Tracy, this is, this is powerful. It's a timely word. Uh, John, I appreciate your heart to give and empower other people to serve. Yeah, I think you've moved from, from I read a book years ago talking about it, halftime in our lives. I think it was Bob Buford. He said, you know, we moved from success to significance. Yes, we, we want to make a difference that lasts for all of eternity. And what you really want yes. is for people that follow after you to eclipse you. You know, it's not about Amen. you. Um, Amen. But John, I appreciate uh, the servant's heart that you have, mm-hmm. and uh, you're you're pouring into the next generation. 
um, and strategic partners around the world. Uh, let's just pray the Lord will continue to do that. And that the, the right people that are listening even to this uh, uh, would, would just reach out and say, you know what, I, I, there's something that resonates deeply within me, yeah. mm-hmm. and this needs to be perpetuated maybe in my region or my part of the world. So mm-hmm. I, I'm excited about that. Yeah, uh, I just want to say thank you, John. Thank you for taking from your busy time. I wish people could see that he's literally talking to us from a closet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call it. Right. We'll call it a prayer closet. That's yeah. right, man. That's right. It's, uh, it's That's been right. a power. Whatever we got to do. That's right, man. Whatever we, Whatever we got to do. Well, I I didn't uh, I didn't tell you this ahead of time, John. And I didn't plan on this. And Tracy knows that I'm a man who plans everything, and I've got the script. But um, as we end here, just in these last few minutes, I would love for you just to let us hear hear you guide us with a song, just a just a few lines from a song that would be fitting for us right now. Would you Would you be willing to do that? Just. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Thank you. Um, I, I, the first song that comes to mind uh, um, is a song I carried also for ten years that um, called "About Your Business." Um, it, um, um, it says, um, God, I want to stay about your business Cause I sure would hate to miss this You're the reason why we exist So I'm going to stay about your business Of all the beauty this world can hold Only one thing turns to pure gold Of all the beauty this world can hold, only one thing turns to pure gold. You're the reason why we exist. So I'm going to stay about your business. You're the reason why we exist. So I'm going to stay about your business. Mm -hmm. Boy, what a a great way to end. Uh, John, thank you. Thank you for your Thank you, sincere heart, your willingness to live a life of no compromise and, and guiding us uh, together in this, in this life of servant leadership, hoping yes. to make sure that our next steps are the best steps. Thanks for joining us on Next Step Leadership, a weekly conversation dedicated to your personal growth and leadership development. Chris and I are so glad you joined us. You can find us on your favorite podcast providers. Do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if you really want to help us, give us a rating. We so appreciate your support. Check out our show notes for more information regarding guest contact information. Tracy Reynolds' new book, Second Chair Leadership, How to Serve, Thrive, and Lead from Where You Play, is available now at ctracyreynolds.com or Amazon. Chris Maxwell's 11th book, Equilibrium, 31 Ways to Stay Balanced on Life's Uneven Services, is available now at chrismaxwell.me or Amazon where you can find all of Chris's previous books as well. Our featured music is by Casual Americans. You can find their musical releases at casualamericans.com or your favorite music supplier. We release Next Step Leadership each Thursday, so join us again next week on The Next Step Journey, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step.